There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am mostly too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and... Yay! We're missing our our middle person. <laughs> we're missing our middle person. We're missing our Henley, who's also too scared to watch scary movies. Guys, we're coming to you live from the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> um, <laughs> not live, because that's not how this works, but it's live for us, and it's very real. And our dearest Henley is self-quarantining <laughs> um, because a co-worker's spouse has the coronavirus, so she's staying away from us. God. We probably should be staying. We are keeping a distance we have from each other in hands. this room. We've washed our hands a lot. Of many times. It's a stressful time. I mean, I, look, Sammy, do anything scary happened to you this week aside from literally everything? It's hard to to not talk about that. It's very that hard That big not scary to. thing that's happening to everybody worldwide. Everybody in the world. But I had one on top of that. Oh, please. <laughs> um, is that kind of when the panic was, was just starting to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, my power went out mm-hmm. and my immediate thought that was, was the day that, that was, was the, the bad day. day yeah and my immediate thought was oh my god it's escalated so quickly the power <laughs> is the grid has collapsed already <laughs> everything has gone to and hell. this is the end and I really had a, a true panic reaction thinking like already this the system was collapsing and mm-hmm. there was going to be looting any moment and oh god oh god <laughs> oh no like, oh no no um and then my power was out for three hours and it wasn't Un- unrelated it wasn't, it wasn't related okay, and good. it wasn't citywide or anything <laughs> good, like yes, that. good good and i ended up lighting a lot of candles and doing a little tarot reading for myself and it yeah. really relaxed me and it ended up being okay that is good that is really good um, um, but what about you? Anything? I mean, yeah, it's so, it's been the, it's been a really bad week, um, because of everything in the, in the world and how scary it is. Um, and I could say some other really upsetting things related to it, but that's not, I won't. Um, I'll say another thing that was happening to me beforehand, which is scary, but also cool is I changed my name. Oh yeah, you I did. Emily Gonzalez, Emily Gonzalez. I went back to my birth name. Um, my dad's family is, um, Cuban, Cuban American really, but, um, Cuban in there and, and that's my birth name and I went back to it legally and, you know, it's a real lesson for taking care of things as soon as you can, because I went to the DMV the week before shit hit the fan and that would not mm. be an option anymore. I don't think, or if it were, I wouldn't want to do it. Yes. Um, Ooh, so, so you got in there right under I got the wire, in there right under the wire. Didn't even know um, that, you know, we couldn't be in public spaces. Yes. Um, um, how many, how many like surprised inquiries have you gotten? Like Emily Gonzalez, like so what many. the fuck? 
so many like everyone's just like confused everyone's very confused and i was very used to that as a kid when i were like growing i mean up up until when i changed my name in my 20s um where i nobody understood why that was my name and i got a lot of them like oh gonzalez that's weird and then i changed my got married and i changed my name and then that went away entirely yep um and uh, but uh, i have gotten a lot of and so yeah so then i i got divorced and kept my name and just recently decided to change it um and i'm i'm feeling great about all that like so great also great so happy (laughs) feeling really good made all the right choices for myself but i have had a lot of people like coworkers go who didn't even know i was married because it's it's been a while um oh my god did you get married over the week like you changed your name so i've had to tell a lot of people like oh no sorry you're about to feel really bad like don't (laughs) it's fine i'm fine but you're about to feel really awkward um, so that's been fun, but I have had some cool conversations about where does the name come from and why, like, what's the deal? And that's yeah. been fun. Yeah. I would imagine there'd be a lot of, a lot of conversations. Um, but I'm very happy for you Thank and you. I'm, I'm thrilled that you're Emily Gonzalez. Me too. I'm really thrilled. And then, you know, have so quickly forgotten because everything else has been yeah. insane. Sure. Um, but you know, it's good. That's the one good thing that's happened. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> me, I'm proud of me too. And speaking of this insane time that we're living in and how we've been quarantining or social distancing social for distancing. like a day and mm-hmm. I'm already going crazy mm-hmm. and enough to say, hey, Sammy, I want to watch a scary movie with it's you. It's true. Which is what I'll be doing soon. Yes. We're doing things a little different today. Um we are recording this pre having seen the movie and mm-hmm. we're going to take a little break and watch this week's movie together. And this <sighs> week's movie is a quiet place, um, which Emily is, I, I, I don't think she's going to like I'm gonna it. I'm going to hate it. I, for whatever reason, <laughs> I've really been wanting to see it. And, and well, so we were going to do a quiet as regularly for the podcast. We've put all of our upcoming episodes, our normal schedule on hold because they involved having guests over and that's not really an option for us where we live right now. Um, so we were going to do a quiet place one and then followed up with a quiet place two, which was supposed to come out next week. It has been pushed because of mm-hmm, coronavirus, mm-hmm. but I, I want, I still want to see this movie and I'm, I am certain that I will hate it. I think it will be way too scary for me. I think the idea was maybe you would, um, you know, start with this and maybe we could all go see a quiet place. Two I would like to together. see it. Yeah. In theaters. I would. Um, I mean, I, I say th- that now. I think you might change your mind, <laughs> but right. I think it would be really fun. So what tell us about this movie? What are what uh, are the deeds? This movie came out in 2018 and it is directed by John Krasinski, um, written by uh, John Krasinski, Brian Woods and Scott Beck, starring John Krasinski, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe. Oh, Noah Jupe. He's in Honey Boy. I forgot he's the little boy in this. Oh. Um, and it's scary. Yeah. 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 I might. Uh, it, originally, I was like, well, everything is so scary right now. A scary movie might be a nice distraction. Mm-hmm. But I will be alone in my home for weeks to come. So yes. this could have been a bad idea, but we'll see what happens. Um, I, it's it's a it's a monster movie. So I don't okay. know how your rationale works. I think I'll be OK with that. That's I less scary than a ghost. They're easier for me because yeah. I'm like, well, that monster is not real. Right. They made that up. John Krasinski made, he made that it up. up. He made it up. And there are also some like pretty big. Um, logic holes in this movie that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make it easier for me to cope with when I'm at home. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so you'll have that. Mm-hmm. And 
what are we drinking, Sam? I was going to say, to get you through it, we made ourselves a little we cocktail. Made ourselves a little drink. A quarantine edition. Da, 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 da. I can't remember the music. Cocktail hour. This week's cocktail is a uh, cadaver reviver, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, um, but we were just doing a little, what can we make with the ingredients that we've got? Mm-hmm. Not really going to the store if we can avoid it. We did not go to the store. This was made with what we had in our bar carts, um, which are pretty well stocked, I will say. Pretty well stocked bar carts. Um, but we've been doing uh, Corpse Revivers previously for zombie movies. This mm-hmm. is not a zombie mm-hmm. movie, um, but it is another variation on a Corpse Reviver. So to make a cadaver reviver, you <laughs> combine three quarters of an ounce of tequila, three quarters of an ounce of... Cointreau, triple sec, three quarters an ounce of Lillet Blanc, a half an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, and two dashes of absinthe. You'll shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled coupe glass. And another great thing about this, or the one way that we can relate this to A Quiet Place, is that it's served up so there's no ice, so it is a quiet drink to drink. So you won't alert any monsters. I realized as I did that they, that usually probably when you record this, you're not playing the music in your own ears, and this is probably very distracting. Um, it was fun. Um, great. Good, good. Um, but it's really good. Emily, what are your thoughts on the cocktail? I like it a lot. It's very nice. I ha- you know, I've been not doing tequila cocktails for a little while just because, I don't know, it's like cold and rainy, and my thought isn't yeah. to have a tequila cocktail, and mm-hmm. it, and it's lovely. Tequila is so it's, good. I haven't had a lot of tequila up cocktails. It's mm-hmm. usually... Also, yes, yeah. Tequila in a little coupe glass is yeah, exciting. Yeah, it is. I love to use my coupe glasses. They're so cute. Thanks. And now let's get into some trivia let's about get into this some movie. Trivia. Um, very, very well reviewed. People, I feel like this, this movie. movie did really well. Um, they weren't going to do a number two, but then I feel like they were like, "Well, did really yeah, well." Yeah, I saw. So. I saw a like news story that I didn't, or a headline that I didn't read of an article, and it was like they were never planning on making a Quiet Place two until John Krasinski had an idea. For a quiet place too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> this I didn't know. John Krasinski plays the monster. Oh, in a motion capture suit. I love how <laughs> truly funny it is for actors to be motion capture suits, especially because it's so often used to be something so scary. Yeah, and the reality of it is, it looks so, so silly, funny. Yes. Um, but that's cool. Also, like. Jesus, John, you couldn't hire another person. Like, I was going to say, how job, it, my dude. he just has to be, has to have no, no, involved in every I'll aspect. I can be the monster. So funny. Um, and uh, Millicent Simmons, who plays their daughter, has been deaf since infancy due to a medication overdose. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? Whoa. The human body is insane. It really is crazy. Oh, wow. And their original... I'm reading this uh, trivia on the fly, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> the original screenplay contained only one line of dialogue. That's oh. crazy. This one has 92 or something like that? I, 60? You know, well, a lot of it is sign language. So, oh, cool. But, um, but yes, it's, it's not a ton. somewhere, yeah. Um, Which is cool. I, I heard an interview when the movie came out with Emily Blunt of them saying they they definitely wanted to cast an actress who is actually deaf yes. for the role of yeah. the daughter who's deaf which i think is very cool yeah she's great um and that's it and that's it and <laughs> that's I'm, all there is to know about this movie this is going to be interesting because so we'll play the trailer audio about about now when where we do mm-hmm. um we're just going to watch the movie though instead and you know when we come back you'll hear me on the other side and what will that even be like <laughs> I, I just don't know what to even 
tell you guys. A shell-shocked um, Emily recapping the movie, going back to the, the it, scene of the trauma. It could, it could, right now, guys, you know what? You know what? My eyes are stronger than my heart <laughs> in this moment, I think. Oh. But Desperate Times, um, who knows where I'll be by the end of this social distancing? What will I have seen? Yeah, I've, I was saying to Jenna, I think that um, this w- watching horror movies during this time is fun because it makes everything feel a little less bad because it's like oh because it, that's not happening it's, i'm not being <laughs> hunted by a monster yeah we'll see if it is helpful to my anxiety or just re- tells my brain to, to be like yes feel this crazy yes true though i suppose that's it's a release of that so we'll see i don't know you guys we'll see we'll report back we'll report let's back. watch the movie oh my god okay Okay. Wow. What a ride. You did it. I did it. Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. I definitely, it was stressful. (laughs) And I need, it made me realize how much I need to be able to like be very crazy when I watch scary movies. So at theater, it's setting not the would best be setting. hard for me because you like to jump around and I get need on to the be arms high. and chairs. Uh, yeah, I need to like <laughs> perch or stand, move around. Um, wow, I, re- I I I honestly really liked it, and the ending. Well, we'll get there, but the ending is cool. The ending is great. Cool. Final shot. Um, um and very exciting. I'll say overall. I just feel like everyone is so good in it. Emily Blunt is so good. Oh, she's so good. The music is so good. It's um, Marco Beltrami, who also did the music for Free Solo. Okay. Another very tense mm. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well. I'm ready. Let's recap it. Let's recap it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. 
and they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So we start on day 86. Yeah, which this was already, I was like, oh man, I, we <laughs> were eating dinner as we started the movie and I was thinking, okay, we'll have some time to eat dinner while they sort of You said it's not going to start scary. Start scary. They're going to like sort of ramp up and be like, here's what's, ha-. but no, they start, you're in it. It's been 86 days. Yep. We know that things are bad already. Yes, it's already, um, everyone is silent. They're in a drugstore. I'm just seeing a bunch of bare feet walking around. Mm-hmm. And it's... A, a mother and father and three children, two sons and a daughter. The daughter is the oldest and then two younger um, brothers. And like eight and four ish. Yeah. And um, one of them is six. So that's why they're at the drugstore. They look like they're getting some medis- medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're all sort of tip towing around. We see the mom, um, Emily Blunt. I know she has a character name, but we honestly like never we'll hear call her. We'll Blunt. call her Emily Blunt. Emily um, Blunt is looking very quietly turning around pill bottles mm-hmm. to try to not make any sound, but like see what they are at the mm-hmm. pharmacy. She can give her son the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what m- makes this movie very stressful. Obviously, is that everything is quiet. So like regular everyday objects are scary. It's everything like is scary. A, a, pill bottle is scary because if it gets knocked over you don't know what's what what that means yet but you know it's not good it's not good and the youngest son is looking at a toy on the shelf of Mm -hmm. a rocket and sign sign languages to the sister the oldest sister who we learn is deaf we Mm -hmm. see they're all speaking in american sign language to each other yes they um she has a, a hearing aid on and that's another cool thing that i like is Anytime that we're at from her perspective, we're hearing what she hears. So the, all the audio drops out completely. And it's very, um, which effective. is crazy. What a, what a market difference it is from quiet, but with sound, like yeah. it's very quiet, but then when you go to nothing, it's jarring, yes. which is cool. Yes. Um, and the youngest son is signing to the sister, like a rocket. That's how we're going to get out of here. And she looks kind of like, sad like oh man like, we're not getting we're out not of here getting this is life here. my friend <laughs> this is our life now <laughs> um and he climbs up on the shelf to grab the rocket without anyone seeing and then he knocks it off and she just the 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 daughter's name is reagan 
and she like slides in and catches it just at, in the just nick of time before it hits the ground um and you know john krasinski there's like a probably a little moment of them being like oh you know you can't make a sound just be quiet he does a lot of putting a finger to his mouth a lot to go shh many so many times so many times that's a signature move (laughs) um so she catches it in time and it's fine but then they get the medication they're leaving and then we just see from behind the youngest boy approaching the family and them all looking very scared and as he turns around we see that he has put batteries in this rocket and it's obviously a, a a noise making rocket and they really slowly pull the batteries out tensely like oh yeah, god John, John please takes god. is like it's so tense opens the thing pulls the batteries out lays them on the counter so that they won't roll they like stop puts it down mm-hmm. and he looks at his son and he and this is all signing their subtitles he goes no shush mouth mm-hmm. too loud too loud and so they they leave. They walk. Uh, there's been like s- sand l- laid down on their paths that they take to and from places to better absorb the sound. So they all walk walk out on and their sand. And this is the path. order that they walk out in. Ready? Dad first, holding the oldest son who is sick. Mm-hmm. Then mom. Mm-hmm. Then oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Then four year old son. Yeah, we don't want to put a, a. That's basic. Like even just going on a hike. Don't let your kids be and in the look, back. They do seem like very good parents. They're very good parents in this movie. They're in trying times, but this and it's a movie, so they you know has to make it work. But we were both like, um, it's the wrong order. Wrong order. Even if even if your predator is a rattlesnake, that is the wrong. That order. is the wrong order. This is the wrong order. Yes. So the girl, the daughter, as they're leaving, so parents leave. The daughter's alone with the oldest or youngest son. She takes pity on him. She hands him the rocket, batteries out of it, mm-hmm. and goes like, it's our little secret, gives him the rocket. She turns around, walks out, and he picks up the batteries off the counter. Nobody sees it happen because everyone's already gone, <laughs> and he follows them out of the store. Yeah, in this world, we don't we don't take our eyes off our four-year-olds. That's That would be a we good, absolutely a should good not. rule of thumb. Yeah, we should not do that. Um, so they're walking back to their house and um, getting some cool in and outs of her of Reagan's point of view to theirs. And at one point it gets like silent and you just see Emily Blunt and John Krasinski turn around in terror. So she knows something has happened. And then we hear the rocket is now making like sounds ooh, beep, little beep, like, yeah. and, like beeping and color lights. Mm hmm. And because they left him so far in the back, <laughs> John Krasinski turns to run to grab him, but he's far away from him. And we see um, the monster in the woods running for the youngest son and John Krasinski also running from different angles. It's a race to who's going to get him first. Mm-hmm. And John Krasinski loses and the son gets killed. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. Um, and I don't want to blame a four-year-old, <laughs> but I don't understand how he didn't get the gravity of the circumstances. I will say it is nice that everyone is a little bit to blame. Everyone is a little, except maybe the sick brother. Sure. He's the only one who gets off scot-free. Yes. Um, but like, you're the parents. You're the parents. You, you don't let the four-year-old go walk in the back. 
You absolutely don't. You don't let him leave the store without you seeing what he left the store with. I will say throughout the whole movie, a lot of a lot of interesting or I would say bad choices. Look, and they're stressed. And I don't want to blame the parents because, of course, they are the ones who suffer most when this happened. Um, but it's really just a bad, bad set of circumstances yeah. all yeah. around. Really bad. Um, so then we cut to about a year later. We're day yeah. 100, 472. 472. Yeah. So it's been a, a little about almost exactly a year. We see that Emily Blunt is pregnant, which is my uh, my biggest problem with the movie. Huge problem. I I I am not a person who is very interested in children, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just a problem for me generally. But in this world... I would think that everyone would not want to bring a child into yeah. this world. Oh, yeah, everyone should not want to bring a child into this world. I don't know that I want to bring a child into into, into this, this current into world. this current world. Right, correct. <laughs> um, babies are loud and create all sorts of circumstances outside of your control. It's crazy. It's, it's very crazy, crazy to me. Um, but so we see kind of how they live. They're in a f- on a farm, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Not sure exactly where, but. Right out the gate, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of problems for mm-hmm. for this world. I would imagine. I guess I shouldn't just talk about all my problems with the movie, but just like Look, it's a very good movie. It's but I, there are problems. I think it's really fun when you don't think you know too hard about the ways that you could avoid all these problems because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y- you would live underground. I would absolutely. Mm-hmm. dig and live underground like they have one underground room like i i guess a, a basement with mattresses on the walls type mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. i Anyways. guess at some point you'd have to venture out for food yeah and yeah there's of course risks i mean i just don't know i but yeah but yeah i mean yeah um i think there are things that they could minimize that they did not minimize all of their food is in glass jars along the wall scary why don't put them in that Anyways. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so we get to see how they live. And it, it does appear that most people are dead in it this does world. Seem that way. And so they've at least made it thus thus far. Yes. And as you said, maybe because they speak, speak to ASL. each other in, yeah. in sign language. So they do not need, they are able to communicate without yes. speaking. We see they use little um, salad leaf, lettuce leaves as big, plates. Big <laughs> leaves of romaine. We get this moment at the beginning, early on, it's dinner time, we're about to have our salad plates, and um, the mom sort of indicates to the daughter, hey, go get your, it's time for dinner, go get your dad, and she's like, I don't want to, and she's like, come on, Mm. go get your dad. So we're sensing... She feels some guilt. She feels some guilt. And maybe it's driven a a divide between them. Yes. She feels that he also... She feels she's to blame for her brother dying, and she maybe feels that her father also also feels that way. Yeah. Um. So, we're already getting a bit of a, a tension there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then that evening, they play a game of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. They've got you know their little knitted playing pieces, mm-hmm. everything like to make it pom poms. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very quiet Monopoly. Um. And they have a gas lamp next to them, mm-hmm. and they're having fun. And then what? He just like makes an arm gesture. Yeah, knocks over the knocks lamp. that lamp right over. Starts a little fire. John Krasinski runs up, pats out the fire. It's not excessively loud, but certainly louder than the state before we yes. were in. Um, and we start to hear noises of some sort of creature. 
um, and it's very tense. Everyone's frozen in their tracks, listening, listening. And John Krasinski goes to look out the window, which I is always so scary in horror Very movies. scary. Because it's also nighttime. We can't see what's outside that window, right. but his face and is right up there's against something it. There. Something. Um, and then there's a jump scare and it's a raccoon that was that on their roof. Was on the roof. Two raccoons, two down. big fat raccoons jumped out. Oh, off they're the pretty roof. cute. They are cute. They're chunky. <laughs> chunky boys. They're really sweet, fun, chunky boys having if you a night. Go to Instagram round boys. I bet you'd see a few similar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> similar creatures. Um, and so we breathe a sigh of relief. And then us, the audience, sees the two raccoons running into the surrounding <laughs> cornfields. Yep. And then, bam, a monster kills and eats them. Yeah. Like, smashes it like a gushers. Like, it yeah. really has that that uh, effect. And we've seen a little bit now what the monsters look like from the opening sort scene. Of. And they look, I'd say first, like, the first impression I got is, like, praying mantis human. Okay, yeah. I was going to say Demogorgon crab. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's all we need to say. Um, yeah. And if you don't have exactly the right animal in your head... You're crazy. That was spot It's on, on you. It's on you because that was the perfect description. It, combine those four things and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, then we see John Krasinski working in the basement on hearing aids. He's doing some work to try to make a hearing aid for his daughter... And Emily Blunt comes downstairs. They share their headphones. They have a sweet little moment. He looks at her and he signs beautiful. And she puffs out her cheeks just to say, no, I'm fat because she's pregnant. (laughs) And he goes, I didn't say that. And they have a cute little exchange. They're clearly very in love with each other. Which they are in real life. Which they are in real life. So you buy it extra. You buy it extra. (laughs) Um, You love to see it. Uh, And they dance listening to shared headphones. And it's very sweet. Um, and then we get to the the next day. Day 473. 473. Reagan goes, there's like an, a neighboring house that I believe is maybe where they lived. Yes, I think it originally was their house That now they've decided to, is maybe too noisy, so they're living in like the house. It's like a creaky farmhouse. Mm-hmm. They've mapped out painted spots on the floor where one is allowed to step mm-hmm. um but yeah it's probably too and there's like a lot of stairs and mm-hmm. too loud and dangerous to live in mm-hmm. and reagan sees down in the basement which is her dad's workshop and she starts trying to step down the stairs and then he pops out of nowhere john krasinski is scary. jump scare and grabs her and is like you can't go down there don't go down there and we get the sense that she's feeling like she's becoming an adult and wants more responsibility and wants to be treated as not a little kid anymore. And he is not giving that to her. Yeah. I mean, I think watching your youngest child get eaten in front of your eyes due to your own mistake would make you an overly protective parent. I think so. I and think it that's seems fair. as though that's what's happening. And she is maybe interpreting it as um, he doesn't like me. He doesn't want me around. And yes. it's perhaps the opposite but we're not really communicating we don't have time to really get into our feelings right in this world it would seem um and the son whose name is marcus is doing his long division with his mom and john krasinski comes in and says time to go and this is all in sign language marcus is like i don't don't make me go i don't want to go and emily blunt says you know He's he's always going to keep you safe. He needs to... You need to learn how to take care of yourself and how to take care of me. And 
Reagan is upset by it because she wants to go and she wants to learn these things. Um, she's she's much braver than Marcus. We get Marcus is younger and very scared for good reason. He saw his youngest brother be killed in front of his eyes and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would be scared. Mm-hmm. But John Krasinski says, no, Reagan, you need to stay here with your mom. And so John Krasinski and Marcus go fishing, essentially. I think go fishing. Yeah. And somewhere around here, is this now where Emily Blunt is like taking her blood pressure and yeah, 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 around yeah. now she's like in the mm-hmm. basement, takes her own blood pressure and like writes it down and mm-hmm. listens to her baby's heartbeat with a stethoscope and looks to the calendar and we see that her due date is just a couple weeks away. It's soon. And Reagan is very upset by being treated like a kid by John Krasinski and left behind. She wants to be going on these trips with him. And she goes into her room and has a silent little tantrum. Very sad. And it's very sad to imagine having to like throw a tantrum really quietly. She throws something soft onto her bed, her mm-hmm. soft bed. Um, and she packs a bag to, I, we think, run away. Seemingly run away. Yeah. Which seems pretty ill-advised. Yeah. Then we go back to John Krasinski and Marcus at the river and Marcus is terrified of everything. Everything. He catches a fish, John Krasinski, and drops it. And Marcus flips, um, thinking the it's, gonna it's coming. It's going to kill us. And John Krasinski, through sign language, says the river is loud. So small sounds are okay. Big sounds, still not okay. But if we were near a bigger sound... You yeah. can make bigger noises. We just can't be louder than the sounds around us. Yes. Because apparently this monster understands water sources and the sounds they make. Um, then we go back to Emily Blunt, who is now doing laundry. and In the basement. In of the, the basement. Home. And as she's walking back up the stairs, the bag that she's carrying her laundry in catches on a nail and she pulls it she pulls the bag up she can't see what's happening she's just thinking she's trying to pry her bag loose and also she can't really like she can only stay on certain stairs because if she moves too much it'll make creaky noise so she's like very having to try to pull this bag up not really knowing what the deal is but she Mm -hmm. can't exactly go down and investigate it Mm -hmm. and we see that she has just pulled a nail into an upright position a three inch or so long nail that's now protruding perfectly on a step sticking sticking straight, straight up. up and it she makes gets her bag free and then we just the camera just holds on that scary scary nail i think it's my least favorite part of the whole movie it was my least favorite part for sure <laughs> really that moment it. and waiting for the nail at, yeah every it just moment made the followed. whole rest of the movie really unpleasant even when they're not even in the house i'm still thinking about that nail. oh my god same <laughs> i uh, that if if that if the nail weren't in this movie i would have been like not that scary of a movie the the nail really the nail was really upsetting it's my least favorite part of um home alone also yeah I don't like a nail. I don't like a nail. Oh, and a foot? No. No. Um, so we go back to John Krasinski and Marcus, who are now right next to a big waterfall. John Krasinski lets out a big yell. Marcus, again, is terrified. And John Krasinski now is speaking and says, it's okay. Like, we're by a really loud thing. You're safe. You can make noise. 
as long as we're by a, a louder noise, it's okay to make noise. Um, so they get to have a little conversation now out loud. And Marcus turns to his dad and says, why, why didn't you let Reagan come yes. here? And I don't think he answers. Yeah. And Marcus says, do you blame her for what happened? And John Krasinski says, no, no, I don't. And he, and he looks genuinely like genuinely surprised. Maybe just that he's being called on it. Like, like I'm sure right. he has some weird resentments, but he's like, Oh God, no, no, I don't. Right. Of course not. Of course I don't blame her. And she says, well, she blames herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he says, do you love her? Mm. And he says, yeah. And he, and the kid says, he should probably tell her. Oh, just very sad <laughs> to hear from your son. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. So then they're walking home. We cut back, right? Emily yeah. Blunt. Okay. She goes back in the house. She's hung her laundry up. Uh-huh. She goes back to the house. She goes into the youngest son's bedroom mm. and is just sitting in there and crying mm-hmm. and looking at his little bed. And it's very sad. Yes, yes, She's yes. She's doing a great job. She's a wonderful actress. She's very, She's very good. She's so talented. We just love her. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's doing <laughs> I mean, you just love to watch her. She's great. Um, and in as she starts to, she leaves the bedroom. And I believe this is when she gets her first, oh, her water breaks in the doorway to the bedroom. And she starts getting a contraction. And you can watch her trying to be quiet while being in pain. Then we go to them back in the woods Oh, and also somewhere in here we see that Reagan has walked out to the place in which her youngest brother was killed. There is a cross, a little memorial. She's just laying there. She she brings the rocket, cuts the sound wire and lays it at the memorial and is just laying there feeling bad. Mm hmm. Um, back to John Krasinski and Marcus, and they're walking past kind of a creepy, dilapidated old house, and it's like a side profile of Marcus walking, and then you see someone behind him. Very freaky. It's very scary. An old, white-haired man standing in the woods, and he's like sort of out of focus. Ooh, it's scary. It's a scary shot. And then we see that it is an old man. And he is being silent and kind of non-responsive. And we're like, what's this old man's deal? And then we pan down to see his wife, I presume, at his feet, who has been killed and gutted by the monsters. And he it looks like this has just happened. Just happened. So he is in a state of shock and grief and kind of holding on by a thread and doesn't know how to react john krasinski does his signature finger to the lips finger to the lips shh, shh. without the shush though quietly and um it does not work the and- man god this moment i hope there's a gif of it that we can try to post <laughs> he is sitting there and he screws his little mouth up really really tight <sighs> like he's not gonna do anything and then he goes and just screams <laughs> to call the monster to him. Uh, yeah, I believe that it it does seem like an act of suicide, wanting to die. But he just saw. A he man- also just is so upset. Yeah, he's so upset. But it's like there's a man and his son right there. Wait ten minutes. Wait ten minutes. He does not. He's he does not care. He does not. 
Um, John Krasinski picks up Marcus. They go and run and crouch behind a tree. Marcus, this is his fucking worst nightmare. He's freaking out. We see the monster arrive and slash that old man in half, basically. Yeah, he just, just tears just him right, right up. through. Yeah. So then we we go back to Emily Blunt. So she is now having contractions. And yes. she's trying to get herself down to their basement, the work room. Yes. Um, which we learn is because they've got a whole setup down there that we've seen. They've got surveillance cameras everywhere. Yes. They're, they have, we saw, they have string lights all around the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw earlier when things were happy, a sign, like a, during the day, we saw a string of red bulbs next to a string of normal bulbs. Yeah, these are white lights normally. White lights normally. Uh, every night they've been white lights that we've seen outside. Um, but so she's going down into the basement, right? In having contractions and trying to do it quietly. Um, on her way down into the basement, you knew it was coming. Steps right on that nail. Oh boy! Oh, even and bringing it like, up now doesn't like because <sighs> she can't scream she can't and she's scream. also fucking in labor. <laughs> I know this is not a real thing that is happening obviously this is a movie but in this moment all i could think was my god women are incredible <laughs> <laughs> i think it's still true her go um but she's she has to she pries her foot free it's nasty nasty she's getting down there to switch the lights f- to turn all the red lights on which i assume is their signal for they they seem to know that it means she's in labor i also would imagine it means like things are bad i would think it would just be a danger signal but yeah it does seem like they do seem to know that they know that she's in labor now um but so she she flips the lights to red does this does she make a sound um no i think maybe just from standing on the nail or something i mean she must have at some point because as she turns to walk back up the basement stairs there is a monster in the house that crosses right in front of the stairs and so she has she's trapped in the basement she's trapped in the basement yeah and we've come to understand at this point the monster is obviously attracted to sound doesn't seem to be able to see or smell you it's just sound just sound um, so she in the basement grabs a kitchen timer and kind of huddles in a corner. The monster comes down. We get our first good look at it. Mm-hmm. We already described it perfectly. Yeah. So no need to keep going with so that. So exactly you that. Know. I guess some more details on the head is that it has like little chunks of its skull that just wobble around. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, um, 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 there's those squeezy toys and you squeeze their <laughs> belly and parts of their head all pop out. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what its head is. So yeah. we've now really described it perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. Now you really know. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of the, like a bunch of weird flaps. Yeah. And and a, and like crazy. But does the Demogorgon have that too? Or am I making that up? But that's its mouth. Oh. The Demogorgon opens like a cootie catcher. Oh, and, you're and right. You're right. You're right. There. Yeah. This one is its mouth is separate <laughs> and it has squeegee toy poppy. Oh, head. it has a lot of teeth. A, a lot of teeth. And its teeth are, they look like nails. They're I'd say like, it's like Venom. Um, it, yeah. The Tom Hardy movie Venom. It's like the Tom Hardy movie Venom. If we were describing this to a police sketch artist, they would, he draw, would, it. It would draw exactly, yeah. the, exactly the monster from the movie. I wish I knew a police sketch artist. So oh, me too. Give him this description. Let's <laughs> um, see what happens. Um, so the monster is in the basement with her now. 
uh, just as it's getting a little close, the kitchen timer that she has previously set in a different corner of the room goes off. It lunges into the corner, giving her the space she needs to escape. And the sound cover. Sound cover. To go up the stairs. And she walks right up those stairs. Doesn't step on the nail. The nail is not pushed down after she steps on it. No, and we see that it's not. She leaves it upright for the whole rest of the movie, and it made me, first time I saw it, unable to relax for the entire film. Which I'm sure is intentional, uh, but I really... It's a a dirty trick is what it is. It's a dirty trick. Because look, (laughs) look, we'll put you at ease. Nobody else steps on the nail. Yes. Not even the monster. Nobody else steps Nobody on else it. steps on it, but I did not obviously know that no, the first time. No, and it remains there to be stepped on uh, for the rest of the movie. God. Surrounded by a little pool of blood. It's gross. Dirty, dirty trick. Dirty trick. A dirty <laughs> trick. And also, I kept thinking throughout this movie, ooh, her foot is going to be so infected. So infected. We're really? going to have to fucking amputate, I bet. Yeah, also because they walk around barefoot everywhere, too, mm-hmm. for sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gross. It's bad. Bad news for her. Also, she's still in labor, in case you're wondering. If still in labor. That. Still in labor. She she moves past the monster, goes upstairs into um, the upstairs bathroom, gets in the bathtub. The famous... Yeah, this still, is the... We've all seen This is the cover of the movie. Yep, yep, yep. We see blood, like, pooling from between her legs. Yeah, she's like, in this white tub, and we just see uh, blood coming. And she is like... <sighs> She is like in. She is in labor. labor, a very fast labor, I've got to say. Um, it is her fourth kid, so Brody's probably like, "Yeah, we get it." Yeah, and we see that monster coming up through in the background. It jams its nasty little crab praying mantis claw into the wall. Also, like an Edward Scissorhands kind of hand. Yeah, because there's three fingers, huh? Yeah, and like they're all blades slash mantis. I don't know. Anyway, it's bad. Yeah. And it's right behind her. It's coming up. And um, and then and while this is happening, John Krasinski and Marcus are coming back from their walk. They have survived um, the monster run-in that they had with the old man. John Krasinski sees that all the lights are red and says to Marcus, you need to go make a big sound for your mother. Um, she needs your help. And... Marcus is scared, but he runs. Apparently, they have this plan. Marcus runs to um, some fireworks while John Krasinski runs to the house. But he can see that there are a few of the monsters around it. And just as it's like we're back in the bathtub scene. And just as the monster is like right behind Emily. And she's like, she's. Now she's holding in between her legs. It's yeah. very clear that the baby is like coming out and she's trying to, mu- she put a blanket over her, she's trying to muffle that sound. Mm-hmm. Also know that like her baby's going to come out crying. She's got seconds. Yes. It's bad. And then those fireworks start going off. We see the monster turn to run out and she just starts screaming. Screaming. She lets out one really good scream. Really good. Oh, then we go to... Marcus in the cornfield and he is by himself now. We've all separated. Everyone's by themselves. Uh, Reagan also sees the fireworks and realizes yes. like, oh fuck. This so is she's bad. running so back. So she's running back from, um, from the little memorial that she was at. Marcus is in the cornfields trying to get to the house when on his way he hears a noise of one of the creatures. 
and it's right by him. Mm-hmm. And so he starts running the other direction through the corn, which, as Emily pointed out, makes noise. It makes a lot of rustling noise, and he also can't see. It's like dense. Yeah. But he's just really he's just really panicking. He's panicking and he runs right into a big old tractor tire and like knocks himself out. Mm-hmm. And then John Krasinski, yeah, John Krasinski enters the house with he's got a big shotgun going up the stairs trying to trying to find her. I guess he knows she would have gone into the bathtub. Um, yes. He looks in the bathtub, it's full of blood and he and he sees claw marks from the monster on the walls. Uh-huh. Um looks in the tub full of blood, she's not there. He sits down on the ground and starts to cry. He thinks that the monster has killed her. And then we get a little bit of a jump scare of her hand hitting the window in the background. The like shower shower glass door, door, bloody handprint, drags it down. He opens the shower door. She's holding the baby. She's not looking great. Mm -mm. I mean, she's looking great. She's Emily Blunt. Yeah, but but for Emily Blunt, not her best day. (laughs) But she's looking exhausted depleted, depleted. <laughs> um he picks her up and carries both of them her and the baby downstairs and the baby starts crying as one would it's that's what babies do you they really should have thought of that for years seems like they did but i don't know if they really <laughs> thought about it you know um they go into their kind of quiet room panic room type thing that is the the mattress enforced basement they made a little soundproof which we saw them working on earlier they were yes. like i this is not what it should be called but i would only call it decoupaging um the kids were <laughs> decoupaging the walls with old newspapers yes certainly to, to soundproof yes um and there's a little mobile in there and a little bassinet which is in fact a wooden box a wooden box with like blanket oh and a little mini baby sized oxygen tank with mm-hmm. a little oxygen oxygen mask baby sized mask full size so tank. john krasinski puts the oxygen mask over the baby's face lays it in this box padded box mm-hmm. and closes the lid on top of it and it does it mask the noise masks the noise for sure but i'm this thinking kid is gonna have some issues huge issues because anytime it's scared or sad it's getting put into a box yep it's not <laughs> that is not good and it was just born it needs to it, it needs to have some skin to skin skin to with skin its mom that's very important and it, it is not getting that nope um then we see reagan trying to make her way back to the house they do, by the way, they do make it in the soundproof room just in the nick of time. Oh, yes. They put the mattress over their, Ooh, over their and like, you ceiling see, hole. And you see that a monster is in it's in their house. A monster's still. in the house, but it does not, it's not able to get them in their little zone. Uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski finally have a moment where they can speak out loud to each other. Mm-hmm. And she like sort of, she definitely is like in and out of consciousness. She comes to and is mm-hmm. like, what was mm-hmm. And where are we? And he's like, it's okay, we're safe. You're safe, and she said, "Oh, it's, he's a we had a boy." Mm-hmm. Um, they have this moment, and she says, "I could have carried him." Mm-hmm. She says, "I could have, I could have carried him. My arm, my hands were empty." And he goes, "Don't, don't do this. Don't do this." She goes, "He he was so heavy, but I could I could have carried him." Clearly, now we see she's blaming herself for the youngest son dying. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. And then she goes, "Where are they?" realizing that their other two kids are not there. there. They are not in the safe, the panic room. Um, And he says, I'm going to, I'm going to find them. Don't worry. They're smart. They know what to do. 
and I'm going to go find them. And she says, who are we if we can't protect our children? Which I think is a, the, the theme of the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Family, mm-hmm. parenthood, mm-hmm. <laughs> protecting your kids. And we see Reagan in the cornfield. At some point, by the way, we forgot, but John Krasinski gave her a, a, a hearing aid that he uh, yes. he made for her. And she says, you know, it's not going to work. They never work. They get in a little fight. She's like, just stop trying. Like, I, they never work. Yeah. Just but, stop. But she has put it on and it's on in this scene. And we see a monster behind her in the cornfield she that she hear. does not see or hear. And it's kind of approaching her and she's not turning around. She's not sensing it. But then her hearing aid starts giving loud feedback and we see that it does something to the monster as well. There is some feedback between them. His regular, his, does he have a gender? This monster? They're They're all all men. men. (laughs) (laughs) So he, um, his ears are function like a hearing aid i guess in that they operate on like right. a frequency right so it's like when two microphones are too close together or yes. something and it so causes he starts a, a feedback really freaking out that is very unpleasant to the monster he freaks out and runs in the opposite direction and she doesn't really see this happen at all she like isn't aware that this just happened she hears it for herself but doesn't know what it is and why and yeah. that it worked against the monster but we know um and then she starts running back to the house, I believe, and through the cornfield, and a jump scare something grabs her, and it's um, Marcus, who pulls her into uh, his little hiding spot, and they decide that they have to go back to, like, the top of the corn silo seems to be their maybe, like, emergency meeting spot that mm-hmm. they've previously... They have a... Uh- little like a fire pit up there and some gasoline so they can like essentially light a flare yeah so they go up there and during this time john krasinski is trying to find them he He goes to their basement and looks on all of their he leaves emily security cameras yeah and he's like i'm gonna find him he's like go to sleep you need to rest i'm gonna find him you're safe here he goes to the basement and as he leaves the basement oh right we see that there is a leak, and in the commotion, one of the monsters broke a pipe, and the basement is slowly filling up with the, water. The pan- we should, there's a distinction we should say between the panic room and the basement. Both are under oh, the house. I think they're in different buildings. I think yeah. one is in their old house, and one is in the so, place that they yeah, live. So the panic room is in the place where they live, and mm-hmm. that is what is starting to fill with water. But yes. She has gone to sleep. Yes. Now he goes to the house basement, which is his workroom where the yes. security camera footage TVs are. So he's trying to find his kids on those. He doesn't see them anywhere. They are on top of the silo, but they their they ran fire out of went li- out. lighter yeah. fluid. So their their signal went out. Um, so he can't, and it's dark. So he, he on, even on the security cameras, he can't see them. Right. And Reagan says we need to keep moving. Mm-hmm. The light is out. We don't have more lighter we fluid. Can't stay we can't stay here. And Marcus really wants to stay there. He'll he says he'll come for us. And Reagan is not so sure because she's certain that her dad hates her. She says he'll come for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you know you're together, so mm-hmm. still good. So they're up there, and then we get, I think, the scariest scene of the movie where mm-hmm. 
the basement that Emily Blunt and the baby are in has filled up with about three feet of water. Yeah, she wakes up because of some water drops on the candle next to her. It puts it out. So now she's sort of in darkness and she opens her eyes and realizes it is very flooded. Yeah. And the the baby Which is obviously making noise. The baby the baby box, the baby trunk is f- floating. Mm-hmm. And she starts to get up and then sees that a monster is already in there with them. And it's in the corner, kind of shuffling around. She silently slides her feet into the water. One of them with an open wound. One of them with an open wound. Really upsetting. She's trying to get to that baby. And as she gets like fully in the water, she's probably up to her waist or something. And the monster does the nastiest little dive into the water. And now she can't see it it's out it's not visible anymore and it is just in the water the water i hate it um and but uh, she has no choice but to go for her baby at which point i should note sammy says out loud (laughs) you haven't known your baby for that long just leave it i said you do you don't even know your baby you don't even know you don't even know your baby yet (laughs) just leave it leave it because that's how it works. This is I this this is why I don't want children exactly because of this movie. Yeah. Um so she's in the water and so is the monster. She gets her baby. She's holding the baby to her and it starts to cry. Not mm. fully cry, but the kind of If anything, this is a very calm baby. It is a very, very calm very lucky. baby. He um, makes little fussy sounds. Fussy sounds like maybe a cry is coming. Mm-hmm. And she backs up. Monster pops its head up out of the water, by the way. Oof. We see the monster now. And he's is, still looking around. He's looking. He's looking at her-ish, kind of scanning in her direction, moving towards her. She is slowly backing up. There is a corner of the basement that has kind of a waterfallish type thing in front of in front of it mm-hmm. in, in the entryway and so she moves under this little wa- like mini waterfall behind it and which we learned earlier is a good place to be yes cuz it will muffle your sound muffle your sound a bit and its face is right in front of hers on the other side of the water l- like listening seeing if there's anything behind this waterfall and the baby is making some noises. And then just at this moment... We cut back to the top of the silo. Oh, yeah. We cut back to we the cu- silo. We cut back to the silo. And, and Reagan and Marcus are still having a little fight. And he falls through the top of the silo. Like trap door situation opens, plummeting him down into all the corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes a sound. We hear that sound. So we cut back and we see the monster in the basement go like, Oh, I'm going to go get go after that sound. Which is somewhat of a good n- sign for Emily Blunt, but also she's very aware that that means that it's going after like it must another be. member of her family. Yes. Yeah. Marcus has fallen into um, a big silo full of corn, which is a real thing that you can fucking drown in and it's oof, very oof, terrifying oof. to yeah, me. It, it, it seems very like... Like quicksand. Quicksand, yeah. Like like easy to slip into yes. and then hard to pull yourself so back out of. So he's struggling and Reagan is yelling, stop struggling, stop moving. Because it's the kind of thing where you move yourself further and further into it, the more you struggle. But in a panic, easier said than done. Mm. 
Um, so he's panicking and then one of the doors that he fell in through falls off of its hook and almost crushes him. Mm-hmm. But then it, it doesn't and then it can be kind of a um, flotation device. So he starts trying to grab it. But then Reagan also... No, she jumps in. He starts... Yeah, so the he starts drowning he he like almost has a moment of getting up and then slips under she sees that it's her younger brother so she jumps down into the corn mm-hmm. pulls him onto the door so he's safe like a jack and titanic type of exactly. thing exactly <laughs> um and then as soon as he's safe and on the door she starts drowning just like jack and which, titanic just like jack and titanic <laughs> which is not funny but it also was funny it, um, it did seem funny and because it's hard it was to, like a seesaw of drowning is yes. exactly what it was like um and she goes fully under fully submerged and mm. he's digging his hand in to try to grab her pulls her up they baby both get their hands on the fallen metal door and then just as they have in drops the monster from the opening above yes they are making a lot of noise in there yes um, and so then they have to, they can't sit on top of the metal door anymore. So they use it as a shield, but that bears a high risk of them Pushing being pushed the corn. into the corn. Yep. Um, so the monster's nasty little claws are kind of bashing, stabbing through the metal door. But as we saw earlier, when they get close to Reagan, there is a feedback issue that is very unpleasant for them. And that starts to happen. And the monster gets very agitated and just bursts out of the side of the silo, just makes a big hole in the in the through the metal. Mm-hmm. And then through this commotion, John Krasinski locates them, knows where yeah, they he's are. He's been out looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, he finds them. Um, and they have a nice reunite reuniting moment, a hug. And, they all hug. And um they're obviously not out of danger's way. There's still the monsters nearby. They hear them. And John Krasinski says, go hide in the truck. Get to the truck. Yeah. And we see a truck kind of over in the brush in somewhere. And Reagan goes and dives under the truck. Uh, Marcus gets into the truck. John Krasinski grabs an axe. Uh, oh, okay. In the In this time... Emily Blunt has managed to go into the home's basement where the security uh, footage is. So she's looking on the screen to try to see her family. She finds them. She sees them. Um, So she sees her kids are okay. And she sees, she like sees it basically from the hug moment on. She's now watching with her baby. Um, So she grabs that axe. The monster jumps down from over where the axe was like a windmill situation yeah that's not what it is it's like above a kind of i don't know like a garage thing thing yeah so it jumps down and it swipes they swipe each other at the same time so he swipes his axe at it he kind of axes it but then it basically axes him also with its claw scratches him across the stomach pretty bad he falls to the ground he falls looks it looks not good it looks not good he's not getting up um at which point Marcus looks out and screams for his dad. Oh yes, Marcus screams, which, which draws is the monster. A no-no. It's a no no. You cannot <laughs> do it. Um, draws the monster right to him. Um, but Reagan's Reagan's feedback. Reagan's hearing aid is serving as a deterrent still. 
but the feedback is getting too loud for her to handle and she does not know what's happening. Yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't understand. She doesn't understand it yet. So she turns it off, which gives the monster his opportunity to blast through that car window and attack them. It's on top of the roof of the car now trying to, it's like stabbing through, punching through. Yeah. Trying to get into the car from there. So they have a, a mo a few seconds of time, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. John Krasinski is seeing this. He's seeing his kids in the car. Reagan is looking out the back window. Marcus is just burrowed down, like eyes closed, scream, like screaming, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, not die. Mm-hmm. Reagan looks at the back of the car window at John Krasinski. John, we see John Krasinski let go of the axe. He puts the axe down. They make eye contact. She realizes what he's about to do. Again, Emily Blunt is watching the footage. Very sad. He looks at Reagan and signs, I love you. And then he signs, I have always loved you. (sighs) And then he screams (sighs) at the top of his lungs. The monster goes to him, kills him good. Kills him good. They put that car in neutral. Because I was wondering about this car. You can't drive a car. No, it's loud. Also, they're children. Um, they just put it in neutral. It glides. It's, it's they set a on a path yeah, they to a glide straight to their house. They get out of the car to mom and she has just seen her husband die. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. To, to be sad. Pretty much once this ball gets rolling, we have no moments to stop. Right. Um. So they go back in the house, back down to the basement. Mm-hmm. Is she, uh, Emily Blunt, Blunt grabs a shotgun. She gives the baby to Marcus. Gives the baby to and Marcus. And puts them to sort of hide in the corner. Uh-huh. Oh, um, uh, Reagan comes in and sees, you know, 15 different hearing aids and sees that her dad had, had been working on getting her a working hearing aid for so long. And she's crying. And then mom's crying. And it's just it's a very sad moment. At this point, she also sees the whiteboard, which we forgot to mention earlier. The whiteboard. So there, John Krasinski's character doing a lot of research. He'd made a whiteboard that says... <laughs> There's just in big letters, what is the weakness? Yeah, what is their weakness in all caps? Like, and boxed. says there's three known in the area and it's sound. Basically, he's written like five words on this whiteboard. Yeah, and this is at day crazy. 473. <laughs> And so this is this is the the basics that we found. So here are the categories: creature, blind, attack sound, armor, and armor is underlined. <laughs> How many in area? Confirmed three. Survive, medieval. No, sorry, medieval medical supplies, <laughs> soundproofing. That's it. That's all he put for survive. Four hundred and seventy-three days into it. Yeah, that's all we got. And then you got a very important. Oh, yes. What is the weakness? Um, Very good. Very good whiteboard. It's funny. I hope he has some journals with some more information somewhere because this is some pretty, pretty minimal, pretty basic stuff. Yeah. So they're all down there and a monster is approaching. Emily Blunt's got her shotgun, but as we know, a shotgun is loud Mm -hmm. and there are more than just this one in the area. So we're going to use that as a last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus is 
on the opposite side of the basement with the baby who will surely be crying any moment now. And it gets closer and the feedback thing starts happening. Mm -hmm. It starts freaking out. And this is the moment where uh, Reagan has finally fully understood, oh, this thing that is making me uncomfortable is somehow worse Mm -hmm. for the monster, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm Mm-hmm. It is the the weakness that from is the, the whiteboard. All caps weakness. The weakness. So she sees that this is that it's sort of freaking out. Um, Reagan takes the hearing aid. It's stumbling around. It's not quite killing it. It's Mm-mm. just disorienting it. And so she takes the hearing aid off of her ear and sees her dad's microphone that he was using to kind of send out SOS calls. And slams the hearing aid on the microphone, amplifying the feedback, and it n- knocks the creature back and stumbles back, maybe killing it. Yeah, it, it like starts really freaking out, like slamming into things. Um, like it seems like its head is going to explode. Yes. Its head does not explode. Its head does not explode. And we like think maybe it's dead. Yeah, we, so like she stops, f- right? She takes it away from the mic. She takes it away. Um, we have a few seconds of looking at it. It's kind of twitching. And then it jumps up. It's not dead. Emily Blunt shoots it in the head. And then and it is, then it is dead. dead. And so shooting it works, which is Shooting good. it definitely works. Um, she also got a great shot, like straight into oh, its weird right. And it's like head. open mouth yeah. cavities. Um, so then they have a moment, Emily Blunt and Reagan, of looking at each other and being like, oh my God. And Emily Blunt like, puts her hand on Reagan's shoulder and is like, you fucking did it you did oh my it. god oh my god you did it you did it <laughs> <laughs> then they look onto the security cameras and we see two freaky guys coming out outside their house coming into the house two freaky guys so we know it's not done yet reagan cranks up the volume on the old microphone mm-hmm. they give each other known looks ready for battle emily blunt cocks her gun and credits. Woo! Ooh, baby, a fun ending. A really fun ending. They're smiling too at They're the end. They're smiling. They're finally like, oh, we, fuck. We finally yeah. feel prepared to um, deal with this. And if I'm to imagine, these are the last two that exist. They will shoot them and kill them on the spot, and the sequel will have nothing to do with these monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're exactly right. I think I'm exactly right. I think the sequel is them rebuilding society. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very different genre. In a genre. totally safe world. Yeah. Um, um. Wow. So you liked it. I really did. Honestly, truly, if it weren't for that nail, it would have been a, a, a great movie for I me. agree. I I don't like the nail. Mm-mm. Um, so do you think you'll feel brave enough to go to see A Quiet Place 2 in theaters? I might. I don't know. Ah, that's I might gonna be a lot of fun i might see I think it we should because it's like it's the kind of scary that i don't think it'll stick with you right do you think i mean no yeah I'm, i think i'm fine i think maybe in a in a subconscious sense of just like ooh, scary mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. you would have a nightmare just because because i put my brain in a scary yeah, place but it's not like gonna i'm not haunt scared you. Yeah. it's not gonna haunt you you're not gonna be up at night worried about the monsters no and we're making so much noise right now and they're nowhere to be seen they're so. not here <laughs> they're not here so um so they don't exist so they don't exist we should point out that killian murphy is in the sequel and that's a huge draw factor for me not. 
John Krasinski is not. I mean, he maybe is playing the monster again. Oh, yes. And I bet, he's, I bet he is. Did he direct the second one as I well? I think he probably is directed. It's very well directed. It is well directed. I think everything is good in it other than the like gaping plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> or just like logic holes of like, why do you live your life like this? Don't get pregnant. Don't get Don't pregnant. live in a noisy, creaky old barn house. Yeah. That's the thing I'm not going to love about the sequel is that she's going to have a baby. Like, t- like a, t- yeah, I guess probably still a baby. There probably won't be too big of a time jump. Woof. Um, really good. Really fun. Um, really scary. Emily Blunt is great. Everyone was great. Um, I will say I did know that John Krasinski was going to die because I had looked up A A Quiet Quiet Place Place 2 and saw him not listed in the cast. And so I was like, oh, well, so he dies. But that didn't bother me with it. I knew he was going to die. And honestly, what surprised me how sad I I cried. I also cried. And this is my third time seeing it. And really sad. I don't think I cried the first two times because I was a little too scared to cry. Oh, yeah. No, I really <laughs> cried. I'll say I saw this twice in theaters. And just an interesting thing is the second time was so much scarier for me. I think because I knew when everything was coming. Interesting. I didn't I didn't relax yeah. for a single second because I always knew what was coming next. I and bet that that would be. That's how I was when I saw John Wick three for the second time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that knife. The knife, knife right. scene. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, fuck yeah right and then the second time i was like oh god uh knives oh, blah, blah, blah. right 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 be, right yeah. right so it was harder yeah the second time was much worse for me this time was easier again um i am excited for the sequel when did they say may it got pushed to may and now who knows it could get pushed again it everything could. is crazy everything is wild um it's the wild west out there yeah it's everything's very crazy um but they are saying may so we'll see maybe we can see it in may i hope so i hope so too wouldn't um, it be nice if come May we could go to theaters? Oh, man. Yeah, it's really scary. The world is really scary right now. <laughs> and and we so also like so we're going to have to figure out you'll maybe we'll keep this in this mm-hmm. episode. But um, our plan for um, coronavirus times is to figure out a way to record with each of us in our own separate homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping to keep episodes coming because we are all going to have so much time in our homes we need podcasts yep. we need to watch things we need to listen to things also we need to hang out with each other in any way we can because we're really already going very crazy so we're gonna bear with us we're gonna do our best to get you some episodes in these trying times and they're gonna be an experiment and and honestly that's exciting in and of itself we're learning <laughs> we're growing we're adapting i will say since right now we're postponing a few of our guests and the things we had planned we don't have plans for the next few weeks so yeah, we need some movies so tell us some suggestions um and we're really excited about those guests and those films and we will get them to you just as soon as we're allowed to be around people yes <laughs> just as soon as that is a possibility oh i hope it's soon <laughs> me too <laughs> um until then until then what's a good sign off i mean most of this movie just is silence quiet. Should we do the, um, okay. Hi everyone, Emily here. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you liked A Quiet Place as much as I did, and just as a reminder, I saw it, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can 
follow us on social media uh, at TSW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Send us a message. Let us know what movies you'd like to hear us talk about here. And it's a crazy time right now. So just stay sane, stay healthy, stay inside, please. And we're here for you. We love you so much. Bye. Thank you.